This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Thank you for listening today. I'm going through a difficult time this week as it is time for us to return to school and there remain so many unanswered questions and even more opinions about what will be the right thing to do. Should we go back to the physical school buildings, face-to-face with both staff and students? Should we maintain safe distance with everyone at home, teaching and learning virtually? Should there be a combination of both? Should parents decide, or as the president has suggested, should funds be provided directly to parents to afford them equal choice of how and where they want their children to be educated. Many questions loom overhead and everyone has an opinion or five. As I sat at home with the news informing from the background, I could feel in my spirit the word shift. Certainly there has been and still remains a shift in the atmosphere. We are existing in a time of shift When I inquired of the term shift, the definition was very simple. To transfer or change from one place, position, or person to another. Now I can feel the the silence. So let me interrupt by explaining. Change is inevitable, yet we do not like change. It's uncomfortable, seems to favor some but not all. It makes many worried because it goes against the grain. That's not the way we used to do it, some say. But what was once the norm is no longer feasible. So welcome to the new. Notice I did not say new norm, because to be normal would infer something with which we are familiar. Perhaps we will be able to say that uh, new norm within the next year or two or five. Now this shift, some will ask, is it God ordained or a move of man? I can only answer that question by saying nothing takes place except God allows it. While the matter of sheltering in in place is unprecedented in our lifetime, it is nothing new to God. You see, Isaiah 26th chapter and the 20th verse was written thousands of years prior to the year 2020, and it stated, Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself as it were for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. These verses are loaded with revelation. No. My intent is not to frighten anyone, but enlighten everyone who happens to come in contact with my voice. Allow me to provide a bit of revelation on what was going on during this impending plague, in the Bible that is, that forced people into their homes like we have been sheltered in place for a while. Evil walked among the people of this time so heavily, so boldly that God intervened And his wrath laid heavily over the earth as he dealt gravely with the children of disobedience. The term indignation was used to describe God's attitude, a term that expresses anger or annoyance provoked by unfair treatment. 
you know, the treatment of those in positions of privilege against those perceived as weak. God's wrath, just as it was exacted in the Bible days, is currently on our evil, sin-sick, blind world where people talk about equality and justice, but keep delineating between the haves and the have-nots. Blind because the word of God has spoken and vividly foretold of every issue and every matter affecting our world today. Additionally, the Centers for Disease Control have spoken and continue to speak about what is best to do our part, yet the enemy has some so confused and blinded that they argue, fuss, fight, and throw tantrums about something as simple as wearing a mask. I observed a woman become so enraged because she was informed that she could not and would not be permitted into a store without wearing a mask. Her behaviors were so vicious that she even spat on the ground or the floor. The enemy has got her so self-absorbed that I do not believe she could even see herself or would not believe such loss of control persisted if someone showed her what she looked like on camera. Again, a world with perfect ability to see, yet suffer from a lack of vision, while ignoring God's word that clearly discussed such plagues and punishments that God allowed. I guess it would be news to some that according to God's word, pestilences and plagues, we call it a pandemic, will persist as this is the beginning of sorrow. God and his divine protection is our hope, our only hope. The chamber that is referenced is God, the strong tower. In Proverbs 18th chapter and 10th verse, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and they are safe. Such reference to entering a chamber alludes to those working in the fields quickly seeking shelter as a storm like COVID-19 or Hurricane Isaias approaches seeking the safe depth of a cellar or basement. Think of Rahab, a prostitute, and her family sheltering in place at her home when Jericho was destroyed. God took care of her because she was obedient and protected men of Joshua's request. A chamber, a place of private prayer and devotion in the midst of so much trouble, COVID-19 with all of its death and destruction has purpose. God allows what God allows, but he said in his word, nothing is done without serving a purpose. I told my listeners weeks ago, we are spiritual beings having human experiences. Yet so many continue to deny the truth of our spirituality and our very real need to intentionally connect and commit ourselves to God's purpose. Some, even if they refuse to utter the words, find it uncool to connect with such an omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God. The only place of promised provision and God's divine protection in God's word, this special place, represent those chambers. After all, Jesus Christ shed his innocent blood and lived righteously, offering everyone a place of refuge from all storms. Not even COVID could penetrate the blood of Jesus. For prisoners of hope in Christ, we find rest, peace, and safety in the midst of trouble, whose righteousness shields us from condemnation and wrath. 
Yes, God's wrath is real. If you do not believe me, talk with someone who has survived COVID-19 or check with those brave souls who faithfully care for those infected. For my Bible students and scholars, the same blood of the Passover lamb was sprinkled over the doorposts of the Israelites so that the wrath of God passed over those houses or chambers where his children would be safely spared. When we speak of the chamber, it is a place or space in such God relationship that God's people, not talking about church folk, but God's people, those serving God, are exhorted to such a composed state of mind, to calmness, quietness, and rest, while the judgments of God, His wrath, COVID-19, moves about the earth. At the expense of some becoming upset, not my intent, but in remaining true to rightly dividing God's word, the chamber can even be represented by graves or death. Yes, I said graves. You see, some, during God's wrath, were promoted to death. I did say promoted, because such eternal sleep exalted some to a place of uninterrupted peace and safety. While God's wrath moved over the entire earth, please understand to remain alive during such tumultuous times of sadness and sorrow, in the midst of what appears to be helplessness and hopelessness, invokes very real, very personal human emotions. Some understand what I mean, what we mean when we say, my heart aches for someone. There is a troubling feeling of discomfort coupled with a bit of anxiety because within our limited human form, we do not know what to do, nor do we have the power to take control of matters that lie beyond our own sphere of control. However, God's word admonishes us in Philippians, the fourth chapter and the sixth verse to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse seven, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You see, it is difficult for even the most spiritually connected to not consider the matters that plague our land, the death, destruction, and despair that so easily commands our attention. Just know, when you care about other people and the dilemmas they face, it is easy to feel a bit discouraged and heavy-hearted. Just Wednesday, Wednesday of last week that was, I texted an old student of mine as I wanted to touch base with her mother. So after giving my greeting and prayer for well-being, I simply asked that she have her mother give me a call as soon as she got a chance. She texts back two words. She died. Her text, just two words, read, she died. Those words hit me like a ton of bricks. I sat on the bottom of my step or the bottom step of my stairs and just looked around. I had just seen and spoken with that mother in March, just prior to our sheltering in place, just prior to us being ordered into our chambers. We laughed, talked, and shared a few encouraging words. I could not call, but I did text back. I text, I'm so sorry. I did not know. 
Yes, family, my heart aches for that beautiful young lady. You see, she has graduated from high school, but has even younger siblings who must continue to grow and develop in the absence of the most stable piece of their foundation. For just a few minutes, I asked God, why? Why so much suffering, so much pain? My heart and head ached for that family, for my student, for a woman's young seed that would have to live on without her guidance, her knowledge, her teaching, her loving arms. Yes, we are still human, even spiritual beings having human experiences. God quickly reminded me, nothing that you go through will be wasted. In 1 Corinthians 15th chapter, the 58th verse, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Such words compel us, despite surrounding circumstances and forces beyond our control. We must remain unmoved and focused in doing the right things of God, as that which we do in the name of the Lord is never ever in vain. There is great divine purpose in obeying and trusting God's word. According to Isaiah 55 and 7, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. It seems God continues to offer the more excellent way to settle this ongoing dispute between God himself and the disobedient, disrespectful, rebellious hearts of man. Yet man continues to exude a strong sense of entitlement. It's almost like many of us keep saying, I'm going to live, behave, conduct myself and my business in the manner I choose, even if it kills me, everyone and everything I love. Once again, God's word reminds us in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter and the 8th verse. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, God's word says. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain come down and the snow from heaven and return not there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and food to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing that I sent it to. Again, God said there is a purpose for all that we endure, and every word of God is true and will not disappoint in establishing its purpose. Such words teach over and over again. God's purpose takes precedence over our pain. God's purpose trumps our pain. Now for those who are still confused, please allow me to remind you. God promised that you, me, everyone would have to give an account. That means be held accountable for every deed, good, bad, or indifferent, that we've done in our bodies. Please recall I explained back in episode number nine that we are indeed spiritual beings having human experiences. Therefore, we must recommit ourselves to the service of the Lord. We exist because God created us, but God created us 
to serve his purpose and not our own. The word of God said we are his people and not we ourselves. So we don't belong to ourselves. In the meantime, many have gotten so far away from God and any real purpose related to God's word that we intermingle in everything. And I do mean everything except our beautiful, predestined, life-sustaining relationships with God. As a result, a tired God, not due to hard work or being overwhelmed. No, he is not at all human, but rather the creator of man. No, his tired is one of weariness with offering and fixing and helping, blessing and keeping the beings that continue to serve every other entity rather than our God. A sick and tired of being ignored and omitted God has allowed his wrath to cover the earth. And until God says it's over, then it will persist. No matter how many brilliant minds are working towards a cure. As I said, God allows what God allows. And no one, not even the president of the United States, with all of his executive orders, can change what God allows. Please pay attention to the narrative. As the world turns, we fight an invisible, uncontrollable, inconsolable, at times undetectable virus that seems to gain its transport through the air. The same air that keeps us breathing and operating with oxygen. The same air that God breathed into the nostrils of man to give God-ordained life can now be carried from person to person to deliver a blow of death. You see, the same God that gives blessings can also curse with a curse. And no man, regardless of fancy titles or wealth of knowledge, can reverse what God has either blessed or cursed. People from the elderly to the young and restless wonder, should we go back to school face-to-face or shelter in place and learn online? Elected officials argue and even debate the benefits of mask or no mask. Yet some, frequently the bold and the beautiful, refuse to cover their beautiful faces and instead have decided to continue living life carefree and carelessly, pointing out that either this whole thing is somehow a hoax, or if I get it, I get it. But no one is going to tell me what to do or what to wear. You also find some of those same people congregating at large gatherings, beaches, parties, and pre-planned celebrations with no regard for becoming infected and even less regard for the possibility of infecting others, perhaps those they really love. COVID-19 has brought the haves and the have-nots to a place of equal opportunity. You see, COVID does not respect bank accounts or socioeconomic levels, although early detection and early treatment favors more positive outcomes, providing the haves with a life-sustaining head start over the have-nots. But then again, if you think about testing times, might not be such an advantage after all. Many are living off of unemployment benefits, some even earning more from such benefits than they have ever earned on any job. Whites and blacks march side by side in pursuit of equality for all. Somehow, the truth of the congruence of our black and white intermingled coexistence has been realized by many. Unless all are free and enjoy equality, 
none can enjoy personal liberalities, no justice, no peace. Law enforcement struggles under the stigma of housing legal vigilantes, committing egregious acts against black and brown people with little to no accountability and a crooked system that seems to either look away or justify the vile acts that ensue. In the meantime, the President of the United States, who trails his most formidable opponent in the polls, has suggested that the general elections scheduled for November be postponed in light of the pandemic, an idea that he vehemently denied five months ago. An issue of postponing the elections? That could only be considered by an act of Congress. Teachers, administrators, and school staff stand on the front lines of this pandemic as the President of the United States and many parents demand that students get back to school buildings. Remember, the same President who says we should postpone the elections during a time of the coronavirus multiplying exponentially in many states. Yet he admonishes students, faculty, and staff must get back into school buildings face-to-face. Does anyone see something unstable about those directives that scream hypocrisy? Yes, I still say an unstable soul remains at the helm of this country's government. Please do not forget that just last month, Kanye West announced that he too is running for president of the United States under the birthday party. Allow that news to marinate for a minute or ten, just to process it all. Doctors, nurses, EMTs, CNAs, first responders, and elderly home caregivers, these beautiful, weary souls that have seen the sheer devastation of COVID-19 up close and personal, continue to fight and care for the most vulnerable and devastated of our sick About 90% of critical care hospital beds in Georgia are filled to capacity. In the words of a doctor from New York, we are fighting two wars, one against COVID and the other against stupidity. As so many boast of personal rights and freedoms to mask up or not, yet the same negates personal responsibility to cover or mask up to protect the well-being of others. Furthermore, Many officials allow such ideology that people should not be forced to wear masks if they choose not to, even if such infringes upon the rights and safety of others. I beg the question, will the same leniency be afforded to all once a vaccine has been identified? Will it be get vaccinated only if you desire, if not, no problem? After all, all have the right to choose or not. Remember, wear a mask or not? Need I remind you there is a shift in the atmosphere? But I want you to allow the shift to motivate you to get into divine alignment with God's purpose so that you can walk in the safety of God's protection even in the midst of turmoil all over the world. Now as for school, the game plan seems to be phasing students back into the building after Labor Day in September. Slowly and safely, they say. But knowing how volatile the environment, we know that anything can change at any time. As we head back to school, be it virtual, face-to-face, or a combination of both, 
make certain that you have hidden yourself in God's chamber. Such would ensure you that God is with you and will be with you. As I must remind you of Hebrew 13 and 5, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Now I will remind you to do your part. Seek and walk in God's purpose for your life. Wear your mask. Maintain the minimum six feet. Wash your hands frequently and trust God to do the rest. I understand that these are unprecedented times and we have never been challenged to go into a classroom with so many in the midst of so much unknown. But I just want to remind you that God's strength and capabilities are made perfect in our weaknesses and lack. In other words, this COVID-19 environment is the perfect setting for God to work. Please know that God will take care of each of us as we come in to perform our assignments when we operate within God's divine purpose. Again, God promised to be with us and take care of our needs. In other words, when we must go into the school buildings and classrooms to teach our students, we must be well aware that the coronavirus is likely to be lurking within such a saturated space. And I know that many have underlying issues some compromised immune systems. But if you do find yourself in such an environment, I want you to be prepared with the knowledge and understanding that God is in control and only he can sustain you no matter how desperate the situation. Now, allow me to be very clear. I personally prefer face-to-face instruction and it is the best for the greatest efficacy with student learning But under the circumstances, these new set of circumstances, with so much unknown of this virus, it would be in the best interest of all involved to allow both staff and students to remain safely within their homes. I personally take offense to the idea that educators, administrators, and school staff must be the sacrificial lambs to accommodate or provide free daycare to parents and guardians who either look to return to work or simply get the children out of the home environment for a space of peace and childless quiet. If you listen carefully to our president, you will hear him express the need for students to get back to school so that parents can get back to work. I do understand that as educators, we are the child care providers for many. Additionally, we represent stability, consistency, familiarity, dependability, safety, and a glimmer of hope in the midst of so much despair. Just realize that the events of our world represent a shift in the atmosphere, a shift in which God demands that we all walk and live within his purpose for our lives. For to live our lives negating God's divine purpose would render us uncommitted, uncovered, and outside of the safety of God's protection. Keep in mind, God must become our center, our chamber, a benefit that we cannot afford to live without. I stepped out on my deck today and looked up at the sky. Through blurred sight and tears of fight, I asked God the question, why? See, I had texted an old student I taught some years ago, intelligent, witty, and full of pride. When I texted the words, have your mother give me a call, her response was simply, she died. Those words hit me so hard that I sat on my stairs like bricks had knocked me down. 
could hear those words yet had not heard, but the text carried a loud, painful sound. For a while I was lost for the right thing to say. It hurt me to the core. But the pain I feel is still fresh and real, yet it is my student I hurt so much for. Young, beautiful, and motherless, pressed so heavily on my mind that soon God will bless me with a suitable response with right words that I seek to find. A virus has attacked our land, claiming lives every day, every hour. An invisible, quiet, evil demon sneaks through, seeking whom he may devour. Officials seem confused while they give orders and make inexplicable rules about many congregating in groups, no more than tents stating children must get back to school. Have they not been told, unconvinced, unsold, that COVID-19 is real? This virus has no respect, nor does it carefully select its mission to kill, destroy, and steal. Hospitals and frontline medical workers work tirelessly around the clock, walk outside and get upset, uncovered faces of disrespect, some they will soon see in the COVID block. One doctor said he feels they're fighting two tremendous wars, one against COVID and one against stupidity, but care is what lives risk for. No need to get nervous or frightened, as God's word is what I share. Pay attention, look around, allow God's wisdom to abound. See a shift in the atmosphere. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land today. To seek God's face and turn from wicked ways are also in the plan. In return, God promised to provide and cover with his mighty protecting hand. On our current path, as we do our own thing, we enter the beginning of sorrow. Obey God's word, walk in all you've heard, or greater plagues and pestilence planned for tomorrow. Nothing I've said should leave you afraid. Get in divine alignment, my desire. I trust that God's word and the evidence you've heard will uplift, encourage, and inspire. Well, family, this is number 14 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. I want you to know that God sees our pain and our distress, but please remember, God's purpose supersedes our pain. Don't ever forget that God's purpose will always yield the best results in our lives, no matter how the situation may appear. According to Romans 8th chapter and the 28th verse, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Adhere to the shift in the atmosphere. God has been so good to us and has tolerated our shortcomings while providing our every need and even our desires. Yes, God has promised to be with us through every issue, every situation, and every matter, even to the end of the world. Please know that God expects you to serve him as you seek his purpose for your life. This shift in the atmosphere has been necessary as God does nothing in the absence of purpose. However he sees fit for us to return to school, I know it will fit God's purpose as well as benefit each of us. With that understanding, I concur that God is in full control. According to Psalms 103 and the second verse, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his many benefits. 
please, please continue to pray for our world and know that God has never been against the world, just the sins of man that plagues and so easily beset us into believing that God, the entity that, that authored and sustains our existence, is unimportant. God forbid. Pray for my student who has suffered such great loss and pray for one another. Be willing to shift and embrace God's purpose for your life. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn page. I welcome your comments, your questions, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows, you might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.